Welcome to Good Patron, the production of UTR Media. I am your host, Garrett Godfrey, and on this show, we'll explore what it means to be a good patron. Asking how each of us can be a good patron of the bands and musicians we appreciate. You can find this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you choose to get your podcasts. So stick around. We have got some exploring to do. In this episode, we'll explore what might sound like a sideways approach to being a good patron of the music you love. I had a great chat with Dave Trout about what UTR Media is doing to support artists and how we can support UTR Media. But before we get to that, I'd like to tell you about our Spotlight campaign. Matt Searles, a pastor and songwriter from Oxford in the UK, recently launched a Kickstarter campaign for an album to be titled Watches of the Night that he has described as a stripped-back album of 10 new psalms and hymns of longing, confidence, and hope. I had covered the Kickstarter campaign for his previous album, Tumbling Sky, Psalms for Weary Souls, a couple of years ago on a different podcast. Stylistically, he said that this album will draw inspiration from British folk music and gospel traditions. No walls of guitars and no drums at all, just beautiful instruments recorded in a hundred-year-old church and will be reflective and stripped back. His last album featured guest vocalists for his songs, and I imagine this one will be similar. Here is a clip of his song, Weeping is Only for a Night, from his last album, so you've got an idea of what his songs sound like. If that interests you, head over to Kickstarter and search for Matt Searles. That's S-E-A-R-L-E-S. This campaign closes Christmas Eve, December 24th. Okay, back to what may seem like a sideways approach to supporting the artists you love, and that is by supporting others that are supporting those artists. In this case, I'm talking about Dave Trout from UTR Media that's been supporting indie artists first with a radio show, then with a podcast for almost a decade now. Here is my conversation with Dave Trout. So, Dave, tell us, what is UTR Media's mission? Well, our our hope and our goal is to build a platform and uh, sort of build a community around well-crafted faith-inspired music. And one thing that we've learned in recent years is that just sort of doing this for the last nine years is that independent music oftentimes doesn't have a, a place to go to sort of get the word out to, to sort of be celebrated and and the artists kind of sometimes feel um, like it's harder and harder to build a tribe and to to find 
an audience for their music. And so our hope is to discover that artist, the artist that's hungry for really rich, good art from a faith perspective, and then you know showcase the artists that are that are going to be a good connection to that audience and then bring that audience as a good connector to that artist. And so everyone's nourished in the process. And so, so, um, as you know, we, we do multimedia projects like, um, you know, videos and podcasts and blog posts and album downloads, things like that to, to help draw more ears and eyes and hearts to, to the music that, is really, I would call it the most meaningful music being made today. So very, very much in contrast to, say, pop radio that uses the music as content to draw people in to listen to ads, your whole focus is not seeing the musicians as content to draw people for ads, but like they're, they're half your point. It's, it's bringing the artist to the fans and the fans to the artist to kind of facilitate that introduction and that that relationship, if you will, between them. I mean, you're you're serving your listener as your end audience, but also you're serving the the artists as your end audience. I mean, it seems very um, both both and in your focus. Yeah, the um, we so we've been an independent ministry for three years now, and we used to be called Under the Radar and. I, I helped to, to launch that and to get that going, and, and but all that existed under a different parent nonprofit organization, and we basically we were the plug was pulled on the work we were doing there mainly for budgetary reasons, and it was sort of an, an unfortunate thing, but I kind of even knew in the process of it happening that God was up to something. And there were even like no hard feelings because I, we just knew that that God was working something out in the midst of all this. And I remember literally in the the first few days after I had basically been let go, but at the same time, sort of given all the rights and all the you know all the permissions to move forward with under the radar on my own if I wanted to, and. And sort of, sort of wondering what next. What this was back in 2014, and I was like, "What, what do we do now with this? Is this just a hobby? Is this an actual job? How can we make this work?" And and I remember trying to figure out, you know, what kind of business is this? Is this is this a for profit? Is it a is it sort of a membership thing? Is it a is it a nonprofit ministry? And and I it took it took me. Uh, a few days to really sort of start to see some clarity on it and a lot of prayer um, in those few days. But I felt led to go the nonprofit route. And I'm really glad we did because like you said, when you look at all the other organizations that focus on any kind of music, whether it be faith-based Christian music, whether it be mainstream pop music, almost any genre, these other musical entities are sort of an they're sort of ad based platforms whether it's web only or on the air or whatever they're still sort of their their end goal is to really serve the advertisers and to draw an audience to like get advertising dollars and I'm so glad that we kind of went a different route and it and I feel like it it purifies our motives a bit and really helps us to 
for it to not be about the money and for it to not be about how many clicks can we lure in by wording the headline a tricky way to make people to make people click on it no we just can present content the clearest you know way we can and and hopefully i think in the long run people will appreciate the fact that we're not just trying to connect them to advertisers we're trying to connect audiences to the artists themselves and to the music that they love and so I think just having that kind of community being built is a beautiful thing. And yet the infrastructure to do all this and all the licensing to share that music out, all of those have costs, never mind yeah. the, the, your time. So how is all of this funded? We have a very, right now at least, you know, we're still young, three, three years in as an independent nonprofit. So we have a very bare bones streamlined budget. We we are very careful with every dollar received and every dollar spent. And we really try to stretch that money to the maximum capacity. So right now about, uh, well, I'll just say it out loud. Our, our, our budget, our annual budget is, I think it's somewhere around $130,000 to, to pay for, you know, the cost of what we do as well as I'm, I'm the only actual staff person in the organization right now. And we do do some freelancing here and there for certain mini projects, but I would love for that to grow, obviously. But right now, I'm the only staff person. So about a third of that budget is covered through individual donors. That's our biggest chunk. So just folks, <laughs> average folks who just love good music and want there to be a trusted voice and a growing platform that's going to be featuring you know, well-crafted, faith-inspired music. I'm so grateful that there are a lot of people that have gotten behind what we're doing. And then we also generate revenue through some special events that we do, whether they be like uh, fundraisers or auctions or things like that. We also do some business sponsorships. We usually get one or two um, foundation grants a year. And so there's there's sort of a variety of revenue streams, but right now, you know, we're we're just trying to stretch every dollar that we can and, and do the most ministry possible. So yeah, it's been a very cool learning experience for me because I'm new to this. I'm not a professional fundraiser or anything like that. But here I am finding myself as sort of the you know, director of this nonprofit having to kind of wear about a hundred different hats. <laughs> you know, I have to be the secretary and the accountant and the content producer and and the fundraiser and the follow-up person and the I have to, you know, I have to write the content for the website, write content for fundraising letters that go out. You know, it's it's it is a it is a whirlwind, but I love my job. I absolutely love it. It's it's something new every single day. There's absolutely there's nothing boring about my job. So I, I hope that I can continue to do it for years to come. Now, in the middle of what you just described, you had this radical change that took place where you said, We're gonna we're gonna change things in a big way, and you had a Kickstarter campaign for a relaunch. So what brought that about and what is that allowing you to do? And can you can you just kind of talk about that whole relaunch process and how Kickstarter fit into that and what this is letting you do? Sure, yeah. So the the real real short sort of backstory. I mean, there is a long backstory, but just the 
the the quick nugget version of this is actually he was having a conversation at a concert with a UTR artist and they they explained what I said earlier which is we have a new album coming out and we have no place to go to share this to promote it to get the word out and they said what if UTR became not you know you're doing a great job with w- with what you're doing but what if you became a more of like a nationally recognized thing where you know, you were a go-to resource, a go-to place, even for artists to to promote themselves and things, you know, and I got really excited about that idea. And they said, well, that's great and all. And I, and, and we'd be totally supportive of you pursuing that direction. But they said, boy, the first thing you got to do is you, you need a new website. Your website is outdated. It's old. It's not even mobile friendly. It kind of looks a little bit dated. And and you just need to freshen that up because you're never be- going to become the leader of anything with the, your current website. And I couldn't agree more. And then they said, well, so then if you're going to build a new website, you know, then you can start asking yourself, well, what, what content do you want people to land on when they go to your website? Yeah. And, and, it, and it begs the, the really big sort of elephant in the room question, which is, do people want to go to a website and see that the marquee content that you have is a one-hour syndicated radio program? If anything, that sort of screams like 1990s, or you know, it's, it yeah. just screams like it's a dated ministry. So I was like, yeah, totally, you know. So so that started the ball rolling, and this was like early 2016, and by fall of 2016, we were ready to do our Kickstarter campaign. And the purpose of that was to raise funds for a creative relaunch to kind of clear the deck and not necessarily start over again, but sort of rebuild what we're doing. And I kind of, um, I kind of compare it to like McDonald's folks are probably well aware by now that um, for a long, long time, for decades, McDonald's, they just kept renovating their old buildings. Like, they just tried to keep up on them for, for 30, 40 years. But now, ever since 2012, I think it was, now when when the building is kind of up for repair, they do a complete teardown because they realize all these buildings were built for the 1960s, 1970s, 1980s fast food markets. Yeah. And so they said, well, let's let's just totally – clear the building, build something new that's for today's fast food consumer. It has two drive-through lanes. It has, you know, Wi-Fi in every location, more comfortable seating, more outlets for charging things. And the, and they redid everything, you know. And that's kind of the luxury that we had was to say, well, let's let's keep the business that we have, but let's let's tear down the building, let's rebuild it and let's make it for today's media consumer in mind just so just really the end goal is we want to serve them well and we want to serve the artists better so so that was sort of the what led to the the kickstarter and then we we rolled that out as a i think it was a thirteen thousand dollar goal for you know which would provide a new website it would sort of get the ball rolling on some new content channels and it would also help us do some rebranding, create new new logos, a, kind of a new fresh look and feel. And, you know, there's obviously lots of costs that go into that. So that's that was what that was build kind of building. 
that Kickstarter campaign. And so now we've got something right now as this episode is releasing in December of 2017 called Buildathon. So how long have you been doing Buildathons? What's it all about? What's your goal for this Buildathon? And how are things looking? So basically, even to just sort of connect the dots <laughs> real quick, like the Kickstarter campaign we did was successful. It met its goal. And then, you know, we we did, as you alluded to, we went through a whole relaunch state process for mu- much of 2017. And now obviously we're called UTR Media instead of Under the Radar. Um, we have We have new logos. We have a new website. We have five podcasts, including this one that we release. And we've been doing Build-A-Thon now for three, I think this is the third year in a row we've been doing it. Um, the first year, we literally just set it aside as a single week um, just to just to kind of focus a lot of attention through our social media channels and things like that on, you know, just sharing stories and testimonies of what God has been doing through the ministry and and also sort of inviting people to you know, become a participant if they if they haven't yet done so, and then and then the next year I think we did it again and, and lengthened it a little bit. I think it was two or three weeks long, and this week we even lengthened it, it farther, and we're we're setting aside basically a whole month from the end of November to the end of December to to do those things to to celebrate just this amazing journey we've been on and through um, through the amazing support of this. Um, our community and just seeing God's hand at work, um, giving thanks for that, taking pause to be thankful for that, but also to look forward to the future and and to know that there are some folks who may not be on our support team who might want to help kind of fuel our future and be a part of the future. So we decided, this is the first time also we decided to kind of lay out our whole goal, which is really our whole budget for the individual donor side of our budget, which is forty thousand dollars, about a third of our of our budget. And so we've been seeing folks respond already by um, you know giving gifts from 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 all over North America, really. So it's been it's been cool to see that happen. But uh, it's still a very grassroots thing. You know, we don't have the luxury of having like a like a radio tower that everybody listens to, you know, we just have to get the word out through social media and through email blasts and things like that, just to let people know, Hey, if you haven't yet gotten involved, this is sort of a good rallying time. Uh, just to ask yourself if you want to be a part of this ministry moving forward in a more substantial way, this is a great time to get invested. And then you get to be, you, you get to have the front row seat. And, and part ownership and seeing what God is doing as we grow this ministry. So that begs the question, how do folks get involved? How how can somebody participate along with Buildathon? Yeah, so our our website, utrmedia.org, is the best place to go. There's an icon um, at the top of the page. And some of this stuff that I described, you know, there's a little brief description of that, so everyone's aware of what's going on. But you can donate right online. Uh, you you can just give a one-time gift, um, an end-of-the-year gift. And um, we are a um, UTR Media is a 501c3 nonprofit organization, so every donation is a is a tax-deductible one. Uh, our biggest need is 
for new monthly contributors um, because like any business, uh, most of our bills are monthly. <laughs> and so having fo- it helps us to budget if folks are willing to say, yeah, you know, we'll chip in $10 a month or $25 a month or whatever. We, we let folks actually pick whatever amount is right for them instead of instead of like the sponsored child route where that we where they ask for a specific amount um we right. just kind of say allow you know allow god to sort of lead you and your family as to how you want to give and support um the ministry and then we keep we keep you up to date um throughout the year on just some of the things that you know some like um supporter only emails and stuff just to kind of let you know how your money's being used and some of the good things that are happening. So we we would love to have more folks on board in that way. Not and it's not just about the money. Obviously funding is always important, but to me participation is most important because if somebody is invested even at, on a small level in an organization, it's going to make them lean into that organization more exactly. and pay pay more attention to it. So I would I would much rather have somebody you know, giving $10 a month and being a part of what we're doing, then even write like a $200 check as like a go away check. <laughs> like, yeah. like just get, I, I just, I'm just gonna write this check. So you, you, you stop hassling us or whatever. Like, not that we do that, but I've seen that happen at, at nonprofits. It's kind of sad. So I basically one, one of the things I've been asking people is, would you be willing to give up one a fast food drive through a month. That's about 10, 10 bucks a month to have us continue to curate and celebrate and promote a variety of non drive through style music. Exactly. <laughs> very, very much non, non cookie cutter music. Um, so, uh, so that, that it'd be great if, if anybody wanted to, to hop on board that. So utrmedia.org. Well, and I just got to say, I think the, proposition of, you know, for me, one way I can directly support artists is through things like a a crowdfunding campaign or connecting with them online and and encouraging them or buying their music from them directly or seeing them live or something like that. But one other thing I can do is really support the people that are promoting, exposing, and supporting the artists I love. So when I see somebody like UTR Media and the Gourmet Music Podcast, bringing new artists to me that I never knew of. I mean, even just the the last episode with Christmas, the Christmas album that you picked for the the best of the year, I'd never heard her before. Like brand mm. new listen, and and I'm yeah. a fan now. And I wouldn't have had that without. I mean, even if I was doing all those other things, that wouldn't have introduced me to this new artist. And there have been so many that I've I've discovered through. UTR Media, that to me, an, another kind of layer on that is if I'm going to support the artists I love, something like UTR Media is kind of a, a critical piece in that puzzle for how do I discover that music. And I know that you have a heart for, again, supporting and building up and encouraging those artists, not just exploiting that as leverage to play ads. I mean, it's it's just, right. it's a, it's a, such an artist focused, but also a very fan aware mission. And I, I, I yeah. really appreciate it. Wow. That's awesome. Thank you. I, I, I love being able to connect 
um, audiences to artists and, and vice versa. And, and we are just humbled by the artist community, how much they um, appreciate us. And just it's been such a great mutual relationship of, of love and support, partly because I think they know our motives. If, if they've dealt with us, they know that we have a heart for them and a heart that they uh, their platform can grow, um, not just, like you said, not just exploiting them or using them. In fact, I, most people don't know this, but over a quarter of our regular donor support comes from artists that we have played on UTR Media. And most of these artists are very hand-to-mouth, you know, very paycheck-to-paycheck, definitely not like rolling in it, you know, because these are scrappy independent artists and yet they sacrifice some of their earnings to give back to UTR media just because they have felt the impact and the blessing of it. So to me that, that just is humbling and shows that that's one thing that (laughs) one thing that we're doing right. And that we'll continue to always do is, is make sure that almost everything we do is in the artist's best interest which obviously when you when you look around it you know it doesn't matter if it's spotify or the, just the direction sort of the music world is heading it's totally the opposite it's it's all about using the artists and and ha- giving them the smallest piece of the pie possible and and that is not where our heart is at our our heart is to always do something that is a huge win for the artist. And, um, so, so yeah, man, thanks. Thanks for, and I know that you have been really, really supportive of us through the years and just in a lot of different ways. So, um, it's, it's definitely appreciated. Well, and I'll, I'll encourage folks to follow UTR media on Twitter as well, because you will occasionally, and especially now in build-a-thon month, but you will, you know, put out these tweets that are feedback from, listener saying like your your music is a breath of fresh air or it was just what i needed or it was the the dose of real and authentic that i was looking for or i mean over and over and over you've got like testimonials from people saying what 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 they value and what they've gotten and and how they've kind of connected with utr media so um i would encourage folks to to follow that as well just cuz they're they're really great things to see and, and read. And I'm, I'm sure it's mm. got to be encouraging for you when you get yeah. that kind of feedback as well. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I am just, I've always told people, I, I feel like I have, I just am strapping my seatbelt in and I'm in the front row seat to see some amazing things that God is doing. Uh, just, it happens to be, you know, some of these things just happen to be through the work that I'm involved with. I know it's him at work. He gets the credit and the glory for that. And and so to read some of these comments to me is is super encouraging. And 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 I actually get I don't necessarily keep score, but I, I know I get somewhere between a hundred and two hundred notes like that every single year of folks literally from almost every state and sometimes international listeners as well writing in and, and saying how our ministry is meaningful to them. Somebody just um, wrote not too long ago and said that our ministry is the soundtrack of their faith journey. Wow. Um, which, man, talk about <laughs> like having goosebumps and just thinking like, 
Uh, that that puts wind in my sail for sure. So when is Buildathon officially over? It officially is over December twenty fourth, Christmas okay. Eve. Um, however, we'll, we'll sort of we'll sort of like you know I actually I'm actually kind of stealing this idea from. Don't tell anybody, but I'm stealing this idea from K Love. Whoa. Um, I know. But they, I was listening to their pledge drive uh, recently, which some of it kind of made me throw up in my mouth, to be honest, uh, just because I'm not a fan of the tactics they were using right. for a lot of a lot of a lot of the stuff. But one of the things that I thought was actually a good idea was they got to the end of their share their pledge drive. They sometimes call them shareathons, and uh, and they had not yet hit the goal. They were close. They were like ninety percent or something like that. And so they they just I think they did one extra day or maybe a day and a half extra. They just called it over overtime. Nice. <laughs> you know, their pl- pledge drive overtime. I thought, yeah, like who says they necessarily have to end? Like, okay, do it for one more day if it helps you get the goal. So sure. that's kind of what we're doing too. Is you know we'll, we'll we'll end on Christmas Eve. We'll obviously take a couple days off for the Christmas holiday. Everyone can sort of relax, enjoy. And then if we need to pick it back up for a few more days at the end of December and say it's sort of our build-a-thon over, over time, we will. But um, hopefully, you know, and if we had already, if we've already hit the goal, um, then we will just, we'll just wrap it up and end. But, but we'll, we'll see where we land on December 24th. Well, and obviously anybody who like stumbles across you for the first time in March of 2018 and says, Wow, yeah. I really want to support this. There's obviously going to be a mechanism for them to not have to wait around till next year's buildathon. Like, just like jump in any any moment. Like, <laughs> come on board, absolutely, and, and you can yeah. still. And it is you'll have a a page on the website for support for anybody to want to to come alongside you at any other time, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. There'll be a donate button on our utrmedia.org website. And you can also sign up for what I said, like the recurring monthly contribution. Um, and we do get um, a few of those that trickle in throughout the year. And and we do actually, you know, occasionally have some people that have to drop off for whatever reason. Sometimes it's just like a, a family emergency or something and, and they, they need to kind of pull some of their support. And so it really does help offset some of that. But yeah, that's a huge help when people come in even when we're not doing a campaign or something like that. In fact, I, I thought about mentioning this. Um, I'll just say it really quickly. There's a lot of folks who gave to our Kickstarter campaign last year, but they kind of feel like they've, that like they've done their work. Like, you know, cause that there, that's, you don't usually get another ask from an artist after that. It's like, okay, you help fund the record. That's the goal. Right. But what a lot of people maybe did, don't stop to think about in terms of our work is that when we do a Kickstarter or any sort of like specialty drive like that, it's usually to fund a project that is not a part of our operational budget. So it's totally above and beyond the thing. Like for us building a new website and all the rebranding that wasn't naturally built into our, our budget. So we needed the extra funds. Um, yet, uh, you know that that money doesn't actually go to support the day-to-day operations which is really what we need to make sure is fully funded just so that we're here 
to be able to continue the work. And so I, um, so really getting involved in something like this right now is extra helpful to us because, you know, of course we love to do the above and beyond stuff, but we really, we really need, you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the everyday operations to make sure that's cared for as well. So that's, that's sort of the need right now. I really appreciate this discussion. It's been, I think, helpful to see. And I, I think your distinction between the Kickstarter as very, uh, you know, this was a specific event, this was a specific uh, purpose, but it's not the day-to-day budget. And this is that's what Buildathon is for. I would like to encourage folks to come alongside you and support the folks that are supporting the artists you love. So that's, mm. that's my good patron challenge this episode is come alongside UTR Media. Support the folks who are supporting the artists you love. Find new artists and come alongside someone who's got a heart to to really care and nurture and help those artists grow and develop. And I, I think yeah. that's what, what you guys are all about. So Wow. Yeah, thanks for doing that, Garrett. That's, that's uh, a huge encouragement. So my good patron challenge this episode is that you support those that support the music you love. I'm highlighting UTR Media, but if there's another organization you feel I should know about, I'd love to hear about them. Email me at goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I am excited about digging deeper into this topic, and I invite you to join me for each and every episode. Subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Keep listening to hear us reflect a bit on what we consider to be some significant releases that came out this year that had been crowdfunded, and some very practical opportunities you have to help some specific artists in the second half of this episode. This episode is sponsored by the latest book from three-time Dove Award-winning artist Jenny Owens. This new 14-day devotional book has the same name as her latest album, Love Be the Loudest. The book is full of scriptures, personal thoughts, and song lyrics to help you hear God's voice above the noise of the world. The Love Be the Loudest 14-day devotional is available in paperback and ebook and is available now at JennyOwens.com. Welcome back to the second half of the episode. I am really excited about these campaigns that are active right now. But first, Dave and I continue our conversation and talk about some significant releases that came out this year that had been crowdfunded. I just want to highlight, you know, without necessarily going through a, a big list, there there have been a number of really great albums this year that wouldn't have happened without crowdfunding campaigns. And mm. now some of them are ones that, you know, we're we're still waiting for. You know, the the campaigns have closed, but the albums haven't come out yet. But I know like the asking has their album that was yeah. that was all crowdfunded and the Mosleys right. were as well. And I'm trying to think of which other ones have been the Zach Winters was mm-hmm. was crowdfunded. I'm trying to think of which other ones have come out though, but even just to think that some of this great music yeah. 
we we wouldn't have it if they hadn't yeah, met totally. their goal. If if people hadn't come alongside them and uh, and supported their vision for this album, um, are, were there any that kind of stood out to you this year that yeah. you can think of? Yeah, um, I do have a few that stand out to me. Um, there's um, uh, Giants and Pilgrims did a, uh, a a Kickstarter campaign for their Bellwether series, which actually. Um, was both a, a pair of EPs and a whole visual art series, and um, they they did something kind of um, interesting. I don't I don't know if I had actually seen this before they did this, which was back in February. They did a two week Kickstarter campaign, and they uh, they tried to uh, their their goal was to raise thirty eight hundred dollars, and they more than doubled that goal, raised over. Seventy-seven hundred dollars, and that's a and short window of time. That is really short window of time, and they and so and I've seen you know some of the beautiful artwork that's come from that, as well as there's uh, two bellwether EPs that came out in the summer that are fantastic. So that was that was one that stood out. Uh, I have I have more, but I don't know if you want to if you have any others that come to mind that you want to chime well, I, in on. The, the ones I was really thinking about were like the asking and the Mosley's and the, the Zach winners. Um, yeah. Yeah. A couple more that I wrote down just uh, recently, the, um, the slugs and bugs Christmas oh, album, uh, sing the Bible family Christmas. We have been listening to that nonstop. That is so yeah, good. Our family too. And I actually heard some, some tracks, uh, Randall played for me some tracks of the, um, the, the Kickstarter that he did actually was to create two new CDs. So is that the Christmas one is the first one and then sing the Bible volume three is the second one, which is coming out, I think in March or sometime propaganda. It is so cool. Yes. Yeah. There's, there's actually a few other um, really interesting guest artists, but I'm, I'm not sure that I'm allowed to share. So, (laughs) but there's some cool, um, some other cool things on that project. Oh, I guess, I guess the, did it release to the Kickstarter? It, yeah, uh, I got it. Okay. I got it as a backer. So I have, okay. and he said, feel free to like tell people about it, but okay. it won't be available until yes. next year. And this was the okay. perk of, of backing it. So yeah, we've been listening to that one in the car a lot too. And and that, you know, Slugs and Bugs is one of the, um, a really interesting ministry. It's a children's and family ministry, obviously run by Randall Goodgame. Um, but they have been building such a strong following that it's allowed them to to raise more and more money every campaign. I've I've kind of been following them for many many well since they started, and so it's been really interesting to track their their actual Kickstarter campaigns over the years. And this latest one, they were raising sixty five thousand dollars, which is way higher than your normal average in independent music project you know raising that money for the both of these projects and they ended up raising over 83,000 which just shows you the amazing level of support for this music and the the need for it so that was a g- great one the other one that uh, I wrote down which oh I'm so glad this was made was this was another two week campaign um that happened in May it was Taylor Linhart's um, album River House, and she was raising ten thousand dollars in just two weeks, 
and um, and went about 20% past her goal, uh, you know, up to about 120% of the goal. And, th- and then her project actually released in September. Um, it was produced by Jess Ray, just fantastic. One of the best albums of the year. And so I'm so grateful that that, that, that one was made. You know, um, I, I just pulled up my little list of some stuff as well. And I'm realizing Caroline Cobb. Oh, uh, yes. Nathan Partain, yes. Loud Harp. Uh, Young Oceans. I mean, this this year was full. Uh, Rachel Wilhelm, Robert yes. Diebel. I mean, there's this year is full of all these amazing albums that came out that were all crowdfunded. Yeah, um, and Matthew then, Smith I, with the the Hymns Project. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then and then there's there's a whole bunch of music that that they've done the campaigns already and, and we're waiting on like the gray Havens, the choir. Um, did joy uh, Ike's come out yet? I don't think her album yeah. has come out yet. So that's another one. I think that, uh, um, Krista Wells is working yeah. on a full length album for next year. Now, John Tibbs um, came out his heartland. Yes. Yeah. Heartland yeah. came out. So, uh, so that's another one that was, that was, um, funded, uh, through pledge music. So yeah, that's, that's super interesting. I, and then, um, I think they're going to actually be relaunching the, the be gods campaign, which Jimmy a bag is heading up for another rich Mullins tribute album. So, so that, I think that campaign is going to be restarting in, in early next year. And what I'd read about that was they're going to kind of segment out the different pieces and and support those separately, the book versus the film versus the music. If Very I, if smart. I that right. Yeah, yeah. That's, that is totally the way to do it. I, I think it um, – and, and especially the way Pledge Music is set up, I think it was super confusing because you, you had to sort of like – buy all these individual a la carte pieces and try to kind of create your own little package. And, and, and there was just so much to choose from. It was, it was a little bit overwhelming. And, and I think they were surprised, you know, that, I mean, I don't, I personally am not surprised, but most people wanted music, some sort of a music project and they didn't have as much support for some of the photography and, and videos and things like that. And, and I think that there still is a market for that, but I think segmenting it will, will develop that market. I've been really excited about what I've been seeing in, in the space of music. And I, I totally get it with fewer labels out there and the ones out there less motivated to really pursue artists and then let them do their thing unrestrained. I see a lot of artists just going the indie route and yeah. realizing that they can they can rally some support to to make it happen. So yeah, it's 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 uh, I love um I think Josh Garrels is the one that I first heard this from. Uh, he called it sort of a new renaissance era of music um because because we the the music lovers um get to be the commissioners of new art and just like sort of the, the the government or the church or whoever were sort of the commissioners of these great art pieces that you know the Sistine Chapel and all that kind of stuff in the Renaissance era we the consumers get to be the uh, the folks that are commissioning the work 
of independent artists. And, and then that, that frees them, the artists up from having to go into serious debt to try to create something beautiful. Um, and, and some artists have even said they, they were, you know, if their campaigns went well, they were able to create something even more beautiful than they originally even envisioned. And, um, and then we're the benefactors of that art. It, yeah. it just sort of feeds itself, you know, the, the whole, the whole cycle sort of, um, comes back to bless everyone in the process. So, um, so I hope that, and that's why I love this podcast because, you know, you Garrett are encouraging people on a monthly basis to, to take an active role and not just be a passive listener to music, but, but to actually get involved and, and make it happen. And, um, the more we see that happening, I think the more exciting it's going to be to, to really give a voice to the, the up and coming artists that, you know, they, we need those voices. We need, um, we don't just need like the, the top 10 artists to, to, to kind of tell us how to process life. We need hundreds of artists to, you know, to, to give us the poetry that's in their hearts and, and help us to, you know, see the world different way or to appreciate the world around us. And, um, that's what poets are wonderful for. So I'm just really grateful that, that we as a community get to support music like this. Amen. I really appreciate this conversation. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I, to circle back to the very beginning of the episode, I hope that, that folks will see the value in what, you are doing with all the different podcasts, not just the gourmet music podcast, but but specifically that one yeah. in that rediscovering the soul connection to music. And I'd say share that show with friends. If you've got somebody who who is complaining about the lack of honest, authentic, real music that you connect with like you used to when you cared about music. <laughs> like it's still there. Yeah. And here's someone who will be glad to introduce you to his friends and to his family. I mean this this is huge extended family of artists who are authentic and real and passionate and um just out there. And uh so I, I just want to touch back because as we're talking about supporting all these artists and some of the amazing music that's come out, a lot of these are also artists that you have been championing, uh, you know, well before this campaign of this year even came around. So I, I kind of yeah. want to shine the spotlight back back at you as we wrap it up. So man, thanks thanks for that. That's that's really encouraging, and and I, and I know that I, I mean one of the one of the beautiful things that I get to experience is. I feel I feel at times like an indie artist. <laughs> I feel like like there's a lot of um, sometimes risk in what I do. There's sometimes it feels like it's hard to find the reward in what I do, um, <laughs> and sometimes I feel really encouraged and really blessed. Um, so there, there's I, I get to experience all those different emotions and all the 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 worry about the future and all sorts of things. And 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 honestly, it's helped me. To, to actually connect emotionally to the the artists that we love and support even more than ever before. So um, it's just I'm just so grateful for what I get to do for a living. I hope that we can continue to grow this. I think that over the, the course of the next five to ten years, we literally UTR media literally could become the best 
independent Christian music um, platform in the country. I think that you know we're 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 small still. We're we're a baby organization. We're still in the growing years, but I literally think that that down the road we could be considered the the cream of the crop when it comes to being a platform for independent art. So I would love for folks to just join us now in these growing years and 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 be a part of what God is doing now and and then you get to sort of celebrate with us when we get when we get to that point then it's like oh I helped to build this. I I was a part of this journey. This is amazing what God has been doing these last few years and so I, I just want that I want folks to be able to experience that for themselves. So thank you, Garrett, for your your care and support through the years as well. Thank you as well, Dave. I appreciate yeah. your time. Talk Absolutely. You okay. So back to some current campaigns that you should know about. First up is Jeremiah Jones from Jacksonville, Florida. He'd put out the album Mighty River, produced by Ed Cash, back in 2013. Now he's got a Kickstarter campaign for an EP to be titled Dancing on the Ledge. Here's a clip of his song Satisfy from that album Mighty River, so you've got an idea of what he sounds like. This is the song for Weak and the broken Come to the table Eat and be whole again and This is mercy This is love poured out To the cross to seek and be found And I can't help myself This love is overwhelming So I will lose myself He's got an early download version, a limited edition signed copy of the album with private streaming concert, and more. If this interests you, head over to Kickstarter and search for Jeremiah Jones. But act fast, this campaign closes Saturday, December 16th. Next up is Mitch McVicker with an Indiegogo campaign for a new album. His campaign is already fully funded, but you still have a week left to get in on the campaign. The album is to be titled The Acceptance of And. He's described it as a folk and roll album, acoustically driven, deep lyrics with rich layers and a backbeat. Here's a clip of one of his earlier songs, Come Back to Your Heart, so you know what he sounds like. Back to 
He's got the download edition, the physical CD, demos, and more available. If this interests you, head over to Indiegogo and search for Mitch McVicker. But act fast. This campaign also closes Saturday, December 16th. Next up is Jason Fowler with a Pledge Music crowdfunding campaign for what will be his third solo album to be titled Hand of Hope. You may know him more recently as a member of the band The Union of Sinners and Saints. His music is straight-up pop rock. Here is a clip of one of his earlier songs, Family, to give you an idea of what he sounds like. this interests you, head over to Pledge Music and search for Jason Fowler. This campaign closes January 22nd. Thanks for sticking around to hear some of the specific artists that could use your support right now. Hopefully at least one of them really connected with you. I'd love to know if you have any questions or feedback, or if you want to give me a heads up about a campaign you know about. You can contact us via email, goodpatronpodcast at gmail.com. I am excited to keep digging into this topic, how to be a good patron, and I hope I encourage you in your journey from fan to patron. Until next time, remember, great music doesn't just happen, so get involved.